welcome to De-Stress Your Business, the podcast where we show you how to get incredible results in your business without constant stress. I'm Alexis Kingsbury, a serial entrepreneur and founder at Air Manual, and I'm joined by my co-founder and co-host, Paddy Mann. Hi there, Paddy. Good morning. So, uh, yeah, today we're going to help you to free up 15 hours of your time every week. We promised on our last episode we we're going to get tactical, so this, this is where we do it. This challenge is something that we've been helping a lot of business owners and leaders with. Freeing up time is often the challenge that needs to be tackled before anything else can happen. I'm going to be uh, quizzing Alexis on it. As to be honest, I'm a little less hands-on in this area of the business. It's Alexis and his team of awesome consultants who are on the ground delivering this time and time again. So, uh, Alexis, my first question uh, what's the background story here what led to you coming up with a way of freeing up so much time and why is it so important anyway yeah so if i if i go way back possibly to stories that i'm not sure that even you're that aware of um you know back when i was 13 years old i was pretty entrepreneurial as a kid i was uh, setting up uh, i was doing things like washing cars sweeping drives creating newsletters and selling them, created a PlayStation fan site with banner advertising and so on. And what I found back then was that I could never scale those businesses. I, I, and that's why I kept on creating new one after new one, right? Like they'd make a bit of money, I'd end up really busy, and then I couldn't work out how to, uh, how to extract myself and, and to grow the business. And so, you know, I went to, went to study management science at Loughborough University, um, still didn't really feel like I got a good understanding of, okay, how, but how do I then build from nothing? And in fact, I was back, even back then I was selling headsets and building computers and things like that and still couldn't build a business around it. So I, um, I joined PA consulting as a management consultant, which you do know about, cause that's, uh, we joined at the same time, uh, but in different, uh, departments. And, uh, that was when I really started to see like, this is how you run businesses at scale because I was working then with companies like Honda and uh, BP and AstraZeneca and UK government and so on. And I saw that they were using people and processes to enable them to deliver at scale, like, you know, delivering everything that BP and Honda do is not reliant on one individual uh, where all my previous businesses were. And so seeing that was, uh, you know, when we then started the business together back in 2010, uh, I could then see like over time, that's where we needed to get to. We needed to get to a point that we, uh, that we were both extracted from the business or at least that we were identifying what works. So working out, you know, what's the product, what's the approach to sell and, and market it and so on, and then hand that over uh, to other people. And so I think that's something that I am almost embarrassed at how long it took me to, to kind of work that out and it and it still didn't immediately give me the you know we didn't then immediately start solving that in the first few years of the business but i think that's such a key step for business owners to overcome is getting to that point that you start to take what you've worked out works and and start to to scale it to pass it over to people and it doesn't have to be full-time employees immediately it can be freelancers and part-time people but it's that that's where you really need to start is is getting things off your to-do list as the business owner so that you can free up your time to work on the next product or or work out a new marketing channel or, or whatever it is so i think that's that's why this is so important because if you can't do it 
you never extract yourself from the business. You can uh, you can't really scale it and grow. Interesting. So we're, we're taking it back from your entrepreneurial roots back when you were a teenager through to when you're creating your own business, working out how to do it for the first time. For for the people listening, like when will the the, the tips, the steps that we're going to give them, when is it going to be appropriate for them to use? Is it just for business owners or for all business leaders or all managers, small companies, big companies? What's the what's the scope of when this this will work? Yeah, so I think it happens in stages. So I'd say for for those that are um, early stage, where perhaps it is just them at the moment, then the the guidance that we're going to be talking about today is really about like how do you start taking those first steps to free up your time and hand things that are already working over to other people, so that you can. Uh, work out the next thing that you can find the next sales channel or improve your offer or find another marketing channel like um, uh, do that so right from early stage but then also crucially like what we tend to see and we've experienced ourselves firsthand is that as you grow and you add team members different things start to free up your time so early on it's like sales and and doing some marketing and you are the you are the salesperson typically when you're first starting a business but over time it becomes things like finance and HR and hiring and onboarding people and managing people and then once you get to kind of like 10 people plus you're kind of managing the system of business you're managing the processes you're trying to improve the the issues between it and actually even then when you get to very large businesses that that we've both worked with as consultants you know companies like Sony and IMI PLC and so on like we've seen how those organizations are just ultimately made up of a series of other teams that have these sorts of problems. So you still end up with leaders that are stuck in the business, struggling to work on it because they're doing so much day to day. And so whatever stage you're in, the the practice of identifying what you need to let go of and pass that on to other people so that you can create your time uh, still applies. Yeah, that's a really interesting, interesting uh, perspective because... On the one hand, you kind of go, we're, we're taking inspiration from the bigger businesses because they appear to be doing so much, much right. Uh, so you go, well, okay, it's a small business problem. Um, oh, my dog's trying to get in. It's a small business problem uh, and one that you'll overcome and, and solve. And that's not really the case. If anything, it gets it's a problem that gets scaled up because whereas you've got one or two teams that you're trying to learn how to do it with in a small company, when you get to a big company, you suddenly got mm. hundreds, thousands of teams and multiple levels uh, away from the, the leadership of the company all trying to deal with this issue. And that's why you've got uh, stressed out managers who are struggling to work out how to, how to pass things down. So yeah, uh, I, I'm guessing that the stuff that we're sharing today is going to be really relevant for business owners, but frankly, anyone who's responsible for leading or managing at any level of uh, of a business. Yeah, indeed. I think, and particularly when we relate it back to stress, right? You know, like when, when you're talking about uh, the source of stress, particularly as teams grow, it tends to be related to either feeling overwhelmed with how much needs to happen or feeling like, um, there's so much dependency on individuals that it, the stress comes from, oh, you know, if I'm not if I'm not in the office next week, if I, you know, I struggle to go on holiday or be sick or, you know, cope with a bereavement because I'm so required day to day and, I, and mm. I, 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 I'm intrinsic to, you know, I'm absolutely integral to every part of it. And so I think reducing that stress is is key, uh, particularly for larger teams, but frankly, of any size.
Yeah, interesting. I'm spotting lots of kind of, it's going to, on the outside, it can feel like a simple challenge, but then there's so many little mm. bits where people feel uncomfortable uh, with different ways they can free up time, whether it's going to be possible. So we'll, we'll dig into those. Um, but let's, let's look at a high level. So what are the kind of high level steps that you would take a, a business owner or a leader or manager that you're working with who you can see is struggling to get time that they would otherwise be able to use for um, working on strategic initiatives or for finishing work on time or yeah. uh, not taking it away with them on holiday. Uh, what, what are those high level steps that you would be going through each time? Yeah. So, you know, when you, when you talk about that, like it reminds, like the first step has got to be prioritizing the areas to delegate because often when people try and tackle this, they, tr they start too big. Like they feel like they've got to solve everything all at once. And that's not the case and becomes too overwhelming. I remember talking to a business owner of a printing company where he was working 60 hours per week and uh, he d didn't even feel like he had enough time to work on the business to free up his time. And there was one particular process that he was doing where he was sending quotes to customers and it was taking three hours per day. So 15 hours per week was being spent on, on that. And that's one of the reasons why this episode is called like free up 15 hours, right? Because 15 hours spent on one process, one task that he had to do. And uh, I remember him saying, look, you know, I know Alexis, I should, do I should document and delegate it. I know I'm meant to do that. Um, but I figure it would take me eight hours and I've just not found the time. And so I said, well, we've got 45 minutes left of this call. Let's see what we can do. And we documented the whole thing in under 45 minutes. And on a subsequent call, we handed it over to his account managers and his sales team. And that meant that from that point on, he had freed up th like three hours per day, 15 hours per week. That's 780 hours over the course of the year for, for, for investing a couple of hours, right? And so... Um, but how did we do that? We prioritized. We identified one specific process that he could start by delegating. And of course, the opportunities to then do that for many other things that he's working on were huge. Uh, and by the way, nice little uh, side benefit of that story is because not only did it free up time, but it improved conversion rates. Because of course, if you send, if you request a quote from two printing businesses and one comes back after two to three days because the owner had to do it and one comes back within an hour because the account managers are doing it, like which one are you going to pick? Um, and so, uh, and so he found like one of the biggest impacts was was on that. So you've got to start by prioritizing the areas to delegate. Then once you've done that, ideally, um, you can perhaps identify a few areas. But even if it's just one task, identify what role should that be passed to. So in the in the example, it was okay. I've, I need to send quotes. That should be with an account manager, someone who's working with the customer because they're the ones that receive the request for the quote. Thirdly, you then need to capture the high level steps and add detail only where needed. So commonly we see people like, uh, who are trying to document processes and they just try and chuck everything in there, every screenshot, every piece of detail. And actually, you just need to start really high level. That's why we're able to do it in 45 minutes is we start really high level and then add the detail only where needed to explain the logic or, or to deal with the tricky bits or, or whatever it is, um, which makes it a lot easier for someone to then follow and, and do the things. And then the fourth step is walk through it with the team members. That's what we did on that follow-up call with uh, this business owner's account managers. And we tested and we iterated it. We got them to walk through it going, yeah, can they use this to do it for a real quote? And if they had any questions, we wouldn't just go, oh, business owner, you answer the question and then account managers, you have to remember it. We'd update that guidance, we'd update the checklist with 
that the answer to that question so that no one else had that question in the future. And of course, we don't expect that that's it. It'll never need updating. We encourage and we empower the team to continue to update it based on their own questions. And so when you do that, you've now handed it over to them and then you can start again from the beginning. Prioritize which areas to delegate next, identify what roles to pass it to, capture the high level steps and detail when needed, walk through the team members, test and iterate and just repeat that process. <laughs> Excellent. So four steps, prioritize areas, identify roles, capture high level steps, only adding detail where needed and walk it through with the team members uh, and testing and iterating. Yeah. Where does it go wrong most commonly? Like if you're, if you, yeah, particularly if you were to, you know, take a step back and, and leave people to their own devices, mm -hmm. where, where does this fall over? Yeah, so I, I, I've mentioned one already, which is trying to do start off too big, you know, thinking, oh, I need to document everything I'm doing. Um, and then the temptation is like, literally, <laughs> I remember doing this. I went, I was on a, I remember it vividly. I was on a holiday in Dubai, sat on a balcony and on an early morning when my wife and kids were asleep, thinking, right, I need to get some of this work handed over to my team because I'm, I'm having to do some stuff while I'm on holiday because I'm blocking the team. And so I remember documenting loads and loads of processes around subscriptions and all sorts of different areas and then trying to hand them all over in one go and as a result a it took me a long time b when i then did hand it over i realized i'd over complicated everything and it was hard to follow and so on and so but then it was hard to iterate on right because i'd done so much and for them it was hard for them to take on and so I, it wasn't really until we ended up then breaking that down and turn it in simple checklists uh, like we you know like we do in Airman to like make it easy for them to follow because initially I'd done it in like PowerPoint with boxes and so on. So so the first thing is start start with just a few areas of where it's going to be high impact. The second mistake that I most commonly see is overcomplicating it, like I was doing by creating these. I had a PowerPoint document that provided the visual diagram of how all these bits come together. And then each of the boxes related to a separate document that gave the guidance. And then each of those has got loads and loads of detail. And actually, it's so hard for someone then to pick that up. Whereas if you just do some high level steps in a checklist and then add the detail where needed, it's much easier to, to hand over. I'd say the, the other mistake, third biggest mistake I see is people assuming that once they've done it, they just hand it over and it's done. And I'm yet to see a single process that I or anyone else has created where it's right first time. Like it needs to be updated. And the best way to do that is to kind of walk it through with people. Because, you know, I remember um, uh, with uh, a particular process that, in fact, that between um, uh, between you and me, like I think you you developed the process, handed it over to me. And then, of course, I'm following it through. And I think it was a time when you pass, like you pass it to me and we didn't have the time to or we hadn't made the time to walk through it. And of course, I then start hitting barriers and questions and so on. And that's when you go, oh, God, like the amount of additional time to then bounce back and forth with questions or to add that detail. Like you've got to just get down on a, on a call. And it does often it's not very long, like just walk, get the person to walk through it so that you can see that they can do it without having to ask questions. Best case scenario, they go through it and go, yeah, this was fine. And you're able to be silent handing it over. Normally, there'll be some questions. Normally, there'll be some changes that you make and you can make them really quickly and then move on and, uh, and, and they can take it on from there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, can, uh, I can think of so many examples of, of that happening and the times I've tried to shortcut that and yeah. skip that step and it's not worked out. And it's on the call, they start poking holes and go, uh, Paddy, I, I don't have access to this website. You're telling me to, to, to go yeah. into. And you're like, 
yeah, I'm going to have to set you up an account and that'll take me five minutes. I'll do it right now. Or the alternative of not having that call and after a few hours discovering that they've been blocked by this mm. and then they've asked for access and then I've not been available for another day or something. And so something which was meant to be a, a quick return on the time invested in, instead kind of get blown out the water on on day one and you, and you massive, massive face farm. Um, so, yeah, I, I can really, really relate to that. Sounds like you remember the specific example I'm referring to. <laughs> So so many so many times. <laughs> All right, uh, so, something we said at the start of the episode, or in fact the the title is uh, to free up fifteen hours. And every time I see this title, I'm like, that's a pretty big claim. Like yeah. fifteen hours, assuming that people aren't. We're not, we're not talking about business owners who are working hundred hours a week. We're talking about fifteen hours in a normal working forty hour uh, week being being possible. Um, it. The example that we gave you, uh, you, you, that you started with was this, uh, this kind of business business owner who's spending three hours every day on, on sending a quote. Uh, and I know we've got our own examples, but is it is it really realistic for you know any business leader out there to to aspire to free up fifteen hours per week? Yeah, it is, and for two big reasons. So the the first reason is because. Uh, if you look at your standard diary, so if you look at your calendar, let's say, let's say that if you've, you know, if you practice good time management and time blocking, you'll be able to look back at your calendar and see where have you been spending your time over the last week, two weeks, three weeks. Um, if you haven't, then do that exercise retrospectively or from going forwards and, and really look at it. And typically you will see that there are some activities that you are doing on a regular basis which are lower value relative to everything else. And this is the crucial thing is I think sometimes when people think low value activities, they think, oh, you mean like admin and so on. And actually it, it's relative. Like low value for me now is different to low value for me three years ago and three years before that and so on. For me now, the sorts of things that I might be looking at delegating and freeing up my time from might be managing members of staff. Now, a few years ago, that was one of the highest value, highest leverage things I could be doing was developing my people and focusing them on my biggest projects and so on. So it's like that changes over time. So that's the first thing to say is like there will always be something relative in your schedule that is lower value than the other things. And therefore, if you can identify what that is and pass it to some, systemize it and pass it to someone else, then you will free up that time. And typically we've seen that yeah, two, two days a week, so you know, like 15 hours a, uh, a week is easy to, to identify. Sometimes, like with that business owner of the printing company, it's one process. Sometimes it's a few, um, but, but typically that you can carve out. But here's the second reason. When we think about freeing up time, we assume, I think all of us mentally assume, that the maximum amount of time we could free up would be, say, 40 working hours a week or 60 uh, you know, potential working hours across seven days or uh, you know, 24 hours times seven for a week. That's actually not true. The potential time you can free up is ne essentially nearly infinite. Here, let me explain. So let's say that I free up uh, uh, two days a week because now I'm no longer doing quotes for customers. What do I now fill that time with? Well, maybe I'm going to uh, start doing sales, you know, more time for doing more sales. 
And then I realised, well, actually, now that I've got sales working really well and I've got so many coming through, I could, I should probably be hiring a salesperson, passing that over. So now I need to free up two days of a week of my time from making the sales. So I pass that to a salesperson. So now I've saved four days. But then that two days will perhaps get filled up with me doing something more strategic, perhaps doing some marketing, setting up new marketing channels, managing Facebook ads, doing all those things. Once I've got that working, I can then hand that over. So now, uh, so now I've got six days that I've saved up. And you can do that over and over and over. And ultimately, if you think about when your organization gets big and it gets to seven-figure revenue, eight-figure revenue, like beyond... That's ultimately what you're doing is just increasing the leverage of your time, taking things that you you have identified work for the business, a product, a sales uh, process, a marketing channel, whatever, and getting it done by the people and maximum uh, and leveraging uh, your time. So it's actually possible to repeat that exercise of freeing up 15 hours per week over and over and over again. That's, uh, that's awesome. And, and from a... Uh... From a stress point of view, so we're thinking, you know, we de-stress your your business here. On, on the one hand, you know, this model is like you, you're constantly going to find new things to take on. Uh, you're always going to be busy if you if you choose to fill up that time. But what what changes, and this is from experience, is it's that feeling of growth. It's that feeling of not being stuck facing that same issue again and again. It's a feeling that you are not personally doing exactly what you were six months ago and that you as a business uh, and as a team and as employees within that team have have grown and moved forward and every time you free up time you, you have that choice if you are currently working 60 hours a week then part of that freeing up time can be going on new activities on new tasks that you take on and part of it can be on getting your free time back and giving it back to your family and your and your health so yeah, final so question uh, Alexis, someone who's looking to get started uh, with this, we've given some great tips, we've given a kind of a high level strategy, um, but any anything you'd recommend as a, a starting point or any resources that they should check out? Yeah, so uh, because this, this is an area that's so important. And so uh, we do, uh, I, I am running a, a regular webinar uh, that, that cover, that goes deeper into exactly how do you free up your time and showing you in detail how to do it and not just how do you free up your own personal time, but how do you set up your team uh, so that they're uh, managing themselves and able to uh, build and grow your team without it taking up a load of your time. Uh, so I highly recommend people check out uh, the webinar at airmanual.co forward slash webinar. Uh, we've got other resources on the airmanual website, airmanual.co. If you then click on resources, you'll find other stuff there. Uh, and of course, follow us on uh, social media uh, where we, we regularly are sharing tips. Um, but also reach out to us, like, you know, post comments, uh, send us messages, like share the specific things that you're stuck with because typically we've got an answer uh, for how to address it because we've been through it and actually you know when I think back to that business owner where they were you know I remember they barely made it to the call with me you imagine that like they nearly cancelled the call because they're so busy and yet we ended up freeing up 15 hours a week so that's the other thing to do is arrange a call with a member of our team because even if we don't end up working together you don't end up using our tools and all these sorts of things like we want, we our number one core value is focus on impact, and so we will help you identify like what's the big problem, what's the big opportunity that you should be addressing and uh, 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 tackling right now. And so yeah, we we'll, we can help you get clear on that. So do arrange a call with one of our consultants. You can do that at airmanual.co, and then there's links on there to arrange a call with our team. Awesome, both great tips and 
my goodness, the number of times that we get the feedback from uh, customers that just being held accountable and coming to that, some of those calls mm -hmm. makes such a difference to getting started. Uh, I'll just re recap on the uh, on the webinar. So it's a weekly webinar every Wednesday at 1 p.m. So whenever you're listening to this, join us at Wednesday, 1 p.m. UK time. The details are at www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. That's www.airmanual.co forward slash webinar. Now, in our next episode, we're going to be going even deeper on this, actually. We're going to be looking at the types of tasks that you could be delegating wherever you are in the business. So whether you're in HR or sales or marketing or engineering, we're going to take a look at what tasks could be delegated and typical rules that you can take for choosing which ones to uh, start handing over. We will see you there.